Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And it takes the knee and the New York Giants are the Super Bowl 42 champions. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. They knock off the mighty Patriots. 17-14. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. It was good to hear Buck Showalter speak yesterday for the first time. Look, I get that, you know, it's very, very early here. But I don't know about you. I love it. I love seeing Showalter. I love seeing Verlander in Mets colors and a Met hat for the first time throwing his first bullpen. I love seeing Aaron Judge take grounders at first base. That was a little odd, but either way, uh, maybe Judge was just trying to hang out, uh, you know, with his infield buddies as opposed to being in the outfield. Maybe not enough people down there yet in Tampa. But Mets and Yankees, plenty of storylines going into spring training. Expectations as high as can be for both teams. That is the difference for the Mets this year. Yankees have always been accustomed to that World Series or bust. And, you know, there will continue to be those expectations, maybe even more so this year after adding Carlos Rodon after, again, failing to beat the Astros a year ago after getting swept in the ALCS. You know, they're going to need more. And the Yankees, I was talking to Andy Martino yesterday on Baseball Night in New York on SNY, and Andy's down in Tampa reporting on the Yankees, and he was saying that Brian Cashman's still very much active as far as trying to get a left fielder. I think that would be great news for the Yankees and their fans if they can upgrade left field and just be another level of excitement going into the season. We know what they did with the pitching staff, but some question marks there. Montas, who stinks anyway, but got hurt. Nestor Cortez now dealing with a hamstring issue. You know, all of a sudden, depth in the starting rotation can disappear rather quickly. So the Yanks will have some issues there potentially if Cortez cannot get himself ready for April. And, you know, we don't know that. He says he seems to be fine, but again, the hamstrings are are difficult. So he's going to be behind the eight ball to start, which is not a good thing. But let's say the Yankees do upgrade left field. That's great. And Andy did go on to say that one of the areas that the Yankees could trade from in the event that they do trade for a left fielder could potentially be Glaber Torres. 
where they would look to trade in that infield. We know the infield is crowded. They love Donaldson, said he's the third baseman. We know LeMayu's coming back. They say he's healthy and ready to go. They have Peraza. They have Volpe uh, in waiting. So maybe Glaber Torres could be the odd man out, which, I mean, would be, at this point, it wouldn't be a total shock, and it was discussed last year. The disappointment in Glaber Torres and what he has become as a player. I mean, I think it's significant because he was supposed to be a difference-making player for the Yankees, one of the bright young stars in all of Major League Baseball, and he has not been that. And he's been one of the culprits to me. You know, similar to where we talk about the Knicks with R.J. Barrett, and Barrett has been a problem to why the Knicks can't get to another level with his inconsistent play where they had high expectations for him. I think it's basically the same thing with... Glaber Torres, where the Yankees, I mean, he was looking like he was going to be a star, and all of a sudden, he's not. And to a point where now maybe the Yankees look to move on from him. So there's interesting stuff going on with the Yanks, and of course with the Mets. You know, it's going to be about the health of their aging aces with Verlander and Scherzer. Can they keep those guys healthy? How much of that lineup that produced pretty well last year is going to be able to you know duplicate what they did a year ago? And if not, where are they going to get the production from? Is it going to be Beatty, Alvarez when those guys come up? Escobar bounce back year. You know, Narvaez, is he going to, you know, be an upgraded catcher? I would think that he would over McCann. I know Nito will be playing a bunch too, but, you know, there's question marks there too with the Mets. And on paper, the Mets' bullpen is much better than it was a year ago. So maybe the rotation for the Mets, it's different. I don't know if I would say it's better. Uh, it depends on how you view Quintana, I guess, in comparison to Taiwan Walker, Kodai Senga in comparison to Bassett, and Verlander in comparison to DeGrom. I mean, last year's rotation was very good, and it played out to be good even without Jacob DeGrom, who basically missed the entire year. He had made, uh, what, 10, 11 starts. So they need to be healthy in that rotation, and then from there, hope that they get the same productivity one way or another, whether it's upgrade from somebody who underperformed last year or just at least consistency from what they had a year ago to you know be able to be in the same spot. But I, look, I think the Mets are going to win the division this year. I thought that they would win the division last year. They tied, unfortunately. Tiebreaker didn't go their way as they lost the season series to Atlanta. We know how that went down. And I do think there are lingering effects of the end of last season, not to the extent in 2007, 2008, where there was a collapse that they were dealing with. But... Last year happened. A lot of last year's team is here again this year. They know they need to close it out this time. And until they do, there are going to be question marks. There's going to be disappointment. They've got to win the division. That's the goal. It was the goal last year. They didn't get it done. It sent them into a, you know, a, 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 an abrupt end to their season, getting swept in Atlanta and then getting ousted by the Padres in the wild card round. Well, now they got to go out there and win the division. If they do that, I think that puts everything from last year behind them. But that's where they got to get to. And then, obviously, beyond that, they have the talent. Will it all come together? Who knows? We'll find out. Bullpen better going in. Line up the same, basically. And the starting pitching is different, but same caliber. 877-337-6666. Bob is calling from Bayside. What's up, Bob? How are you, Sal? Good morning, Uh, Bob. Yeah, before I get to football, did I hear you say that the, the Yankee management loves Donaldson? Well, yeah, they said that they, he's going to be their third baseman. Yeah, well, I mean, they've, they've talked about it. Cashman did the trade I, for him. I can't stand this guy. Let me <laughs> tell you something. 
Check the stats. I don't know what it is. It's an anomaly, but he plays terribly at Yankee Stadium compared to compared to what he plays on, on other fields. Check the stats over the last year. I don't, had, I don't know what it is. Let me ask you a question, Bob. If you had to pick, you had to keep one, but you get to get rid of one. Josh Donaldson, Aaron Hicks. Which one you keep in, which one you dump in? I would keep Hicks because over the last few years, Hicks has had his moments. Donaldson proved to be a strikeout machine. I actually agree with you. I'm I'm in agreement. I would keep Hicks and dump Donaldson. Let me say one thing about football, all right? Check the stats on Derek Carr. He's among the top five or six quarterbacks in the league over the last five, six years in throwing interceptions. He throws a lot of interceptions. And, by the way, I, I, you, you respect uh, Bill Belichick, don't you? Absolutely. He wanted Jimmy Garoppolo for his future over, over Tom Brady. So I would take Jimmy Garoppolo over Derek Carr. Uh, you know, that's an interesting debate that I haven't really thought of. I don't want either. There's something about Carr that bothers me. And I, this, is before, and this is just from watching him with my own eyes. Forget the stats. Forget all that stuff. And now there are reports saying that uh, some people think Carr's not tough enough to stand in the pocket and take a hit. He's made some bad throws. He's missed some throws. He can't deal with the bad weather. Uh, I could see why those uh, thoughts are out there. Now, I don't know if that's just the Raiders trying to leak stuff and give their reason for why they want to move on for Carr. Uh, There there are people who are going to combat that and say, well, he was better under Gruden. Anyway, I don't love Carr just by watching him. I don't love Garoppolo either. But maybe the difference is, car. You know, Carr's got the big stats at times, the three hundred yard passing games, whatever made the big plays. You don't expect that from Garoppolo. He's more of a game manager and a different type quarterback. So maybe the expectations are different. Where Carr could light it up, which gets you excited about thinking he could be a top quarterback. With Garoppolo, you know what you're getting. A guy who basically is going to be a game manager. Which yeah, nothing wrong with that if you have a great team around him. You could say a game manager. He's a solid quarterback. He went to the Super Bowl. Uh, this year This year he was playing very well before he got injured. you got to keep the guy uh, healthy. That's the only... Garoppolo would be the answer for the Jets. I agree with you. Well, no, I, I, well, wait, I never said that. I don't want Garoppolo. I don't over want either. Car, I'm saying over oh, car. Over, over car. Um, I, look, if I had to decide between those two, Bob, and thank you for the call, I'm going with Matt Ryan. I told you this. I, I'm not, I'd rather have Matt Ryan. I know what I'm getting. He's a much more accomplished quarterback, even at this point in his career. You 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 look at you know last year was a disaster every which way. I'm not pinning that on Matt Ryan. I'm pinning that on the inept failure of an organization that the Indianapolis Colts are. So that, but that's just me. I'm entitled to my opinion, and you're hearing it. I can't fake it and lie to you and say, oh, I'd rather have Garoppolo or Carr or this or that. I don't want any of those guys. I want Aaron Rodgers. It's Rodgers or bust. Chris is calling from Charlotte. What's up, Chris? Uh, I, I, I disagree with you. It's not bust. It has to just be better than the third week of the quarterback that we have this year. Right, but what will that result in? Uh, there are, uh, I'd say, at least six or seven quarterbacks that we can get that are better than what we had in week three or four this year. Right, but what will that result in? Uh, right, but if you want to talk about trading picks, 
two picks for Aaron Rodgers. Well, but I'm, I'm talking pick. about the result. You, I said it's Rodgers or bust. Do you wonder why? Do you understand why I say that? Uh, because I think Garoppolo can win a division and get to the second round, but. Um, well, Rogers I don't. Is, I, I don't. But even okay. so, even so, that's not good enough, right? Uh, no, for Garoppolo, it's good enough because we're going to give up. Right. So you're settling. Uh, for, so then you're settling. Do you want to win the Super Bowl or not? Uh, no, I do, and I would go all in for Aaron Rodgers. Right. I, I okay. have no problem. I have no problem. Two first round picks. Um, uh, a fourth round pick conditional. I, I, I'm in all of that. And we can spread out, right? It has to be before June 15th, I think. And we can split out the two years for 40 or 45. Right. All right. Well, but, but the point is that Rodgers can take them to a level that none of the others can. That's the point. And in my I, opinion, if you no can't, if you no can't, Right. So, in my opinion, if you can't get Rodgers, those guys don't take them to that next level. So, I'm not going to waste my time with any of them. Would I? Uh, No, but I would pay. I I would pay two second round picks for Jimmy Garoppolo because no, no, we 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 can't have Zach Wilson next year. We can't. Well, see, that's where we disagree. And thank you for the call, Chris. That's where we disagree. Is that if I can't get Rodgers? I believe the best way out is they got to find a franchise quarterback. And the one that they drafted just two years ago, Zach Wilson, can still be salvaged. The way to do that is to have the proper mentor, the proper coaching staff in place, and they're going to have to try and do that. That's the way that I would go. And look, if it doesn't work out, obviously you draft another quarterback and hope to hit. That's what you're doing. They're not going to do that, so you don't have to worry about it. They're going to go out there and get one of these quarterbacks. They will end up with Rodgers or Carr or Garoppolo or Ryan Tannehill. And then some Jet fans will get their wish where they can have a veteran quarterback in there that's better than Zach Wilson, that can hand the ball off, that can maybe be competent and see what that defense can do, see where the defense can take him. They're going to take their chances doing that. I would not. Because I'd want to build a, a team that could ultimately win the Super Bowl. But you don't have to worry about it. They're not going to do that. Sean is calling from West Haven, Connecticut. What's up, Sean? Hey, Sean. Hey, Sean. you there? Yeah, what's up, Sean? How we doing? Good. How are you? I, I'm good. I want to preface this. I'm a Dolphins fan, and I didn't call in about football. But I want to let you know, as far as Dolphins go, um, Zach Wilson does not frighten us at all. Your defense frightens us. If you were to get Aaron Rodgers, that'd be a game changer. And you guys would jump us. You'd jump even maybe the Bills. But Zach Wilson or anyone else you spoke of in the past 10 minutes, they don't they don't threaten us at all. And that's what I'm saying about that. But Well, what, Miami's got their own to- stuff to worry about. I mean, you might. No, well, yeah. no, two is a good player. We have a good offense. And yeah, is he going to be healthy? But if he is, that's, that's my thing. I'm yeah, assuming yeah. he is. Yeah, I, well, you, I yeah, that's, a, that's a big assumption. I mean, that's a big assumption. Well, he says he is. He's going to have a chance. Yeah, for now. But, for I mean, now, but he was, I mean, that's part of the issue is that he was hurt a lot last year. One more hit, then what? Another concussion, then what? So 
there were concerns with Miami. Matter of fact, Miami should be trying to go get Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely. That, I, yeah. No, that's absolutely the point. But, but I get what you're Aaron saying. Rodgers, yeah, the Jets get Rodgers. They are legit. If they don't get Rodgers, then they're just another team. Right. As, as with us. But we have a better fallback plan, I think. We'll find out this year. Mm-hmm. That's the point about that. But as far as baseball goes, um, the Mets, the Mets are right there. And what I'm saying is they have their, their high-paid players, but they should be able to copy about that. And, but they're still on the Yankees' level as far as every year we're competing. We're competing right there as, as a division winner and right there. You guys aren't there. You, re, you replaced DeGrom with um, Verlander. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and you really never upgraded in any area. Well, you say you keep saying you keep saying you. You mean they? You're talking about the Mets, right? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. It's they, not me. So go ahead. Okay. Sorry, I thought you you sound like a supporter, but what I'm saying well, is they I, I am a, I am a supporter, but I'm not on the team. I mean, I'm a, I'm a broadcaster. I'm I have nothing to do with the team. I just give my opinion for it. Okay, fan, whatever you want to say. Right. What I'm saying is they haven't upgraded in any area. Where they're at right now is. They're kind of in the step of they're on a treadmill and they're running the same place and they're a whole division anywhere and they they're kind of like the Nets the Nets get all these superstars they think they're taking over the town they're not it's the Yankees town it's the Knicks town that's what it's going to be and they're well, well, hold on a second forever. no hold, hold on a second you're you're mm-hmm. you're I'm wrong here. you're wrong on this number one I don't know why you're making it a Met Yankee thing I never did you are but now I'm going to have to you know make you wrong now, that's just that's that's just what we do. It, well, but I don't understand why. When when was the last time the this is a Yankee town, right? Yes. Well, when was the last time the Yankees were in a World Series? Well, okay, that's the point. That's, no, no, I'm not just asking you a question. Do, you, do you know the answer or no? 2009. Right, that's the last time they were in. Do you know the last time the Mets we were in a World Series? Right, correct, you did, 2009. you know the last time the Mets were in a World Series? 2015. Right, okay, and so that's more recent, what? right? I'm just trying to think. 15, yeah, more recent. Right, so the Mets have been right. in the World Series more recently than the Yankees, who do try to win a World Series every year. The Mets, since 2009, right. half of the years since 2009, maybe more than half, the Mets didn't even try to compete for a World Series. How embarrassing is that? That's, that's kind of what I'm working toward. We're there every right. year. I'm but, proud of my team. But, but the difference, and this is what you're leaving out. So as I was going to say, the BC Mets – didn't even try before Cohen. Didn't even try to win a World Series, and they got to one more recently than the Yankees. Now the AC Mets, and thank you for the call, Sean. The AC Mets are real players. They spend more. This is a fact. This is not an opinion. They spend more on their team than any other team does. Now, what does that mean? Nothing if they don't win a World Series. But now they are what the Yankees used to be. The team that spends the most money and a team that should be in contention every year. Now, you can't fast-forward time and say, well, the Mets have been in the playoffs 10 of the last you know, 11 years like the Yankees. Like, you can't do that. What you can do is go based off of what is and what was last year. The Mets won 101 ball games last year. And they made the playoffs. And the expectation this year is similar. The expectation is to win a division and go compete to win a World Series. Now, how it plays out, who the hell knows? But they have a team, much like the Yankees, that should be able to go out there 
and compete to win a World Series. And that's all you can ask for. So you could talk about the Yankees owning this town. Well, in the 80s, it was different. The Mets owned the town. Let's make it, let's not make it like the Mets never owned the town before. They did in the 80s when they won, even with just that one World Series. And the Yankees have dominated since the 90s dynasties, right? But there's been a change now, a change in ownership. And maybe you don't understand it yet, but they're on level playing ground. Not as far as the histories of the franchise, but right now, the two teams, at the very least, are operating on a level playing field. If anything, I'm not saying the Mets are better, but if anything, the Mets have the advantage. Why? Steve Cohen. If you don't understand that by now, you're just not paying attention. And it's only going to get better for the Mets. 877-337. Now, it doesn't mean that it's bad for the Yankees. It's just that the Mets have finally acted like a real New York team should. The fan is better when you're part of it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. is the number to call. Really, whatever you want to discuss. Been talking about Aaron Rodgers, Jets quarterback situation, as that will continue to be a main theme here until it's resolved. I mean, we'll find out what happens when Rodgers comes out of the darkness at the end of the week or next week, and I'm sure he'll go into his darkness and then come out of it, and and I'm assuming going to be on with McAfee again. Is that just a, a weekly thing during football season? Who knows? Maybe it is. Um, I don't even know. If, was it? He'll be on with him again next week, Fleegs, or no? Yeah, he will. Okay. So Rodgers uh, continuing that spot. So we'll find out more after the darkness there. I'm sure we'll have information. But continue to monitor, continue to monitor the situation as, you know, the Jets going to basically await a decision from Rodgers and then try to solve their quarterback situation. So that's number one. And, and then, of course, talking about the baseball and the storylines going in, there are plenty of them with both the Mets and the Yankees and the expectations that each team has. It's great to be in a spot where both teams have the highest of expectations. That's the way that it should be. That is the way that it is right now. Now, the problem with that is that it leaves a lot of room for disappointment. Yankee fans are all too familiar with it. The Mets fans generally have no expectations. Therefore, the disappointment, while it's still there, it's a little bit easier to accept because you know they're just not as good. Well, now that changes. Now they're on that level to where if they don't win the World Series, it's going to be a disappointment. And the Yankee fan deals with that every single year. And unfortunately for them, every single year since 2009 has been a disappointment. I mean, 2017 was great, exceeded all the expectations. But you get the point. Pretty much every year since two, outside of that year, 
the one rare year where the Yankees actually were going to rebuild. And they ended up going out to Game 7 of the ALCS. Haven't been as far since. Alex is calling from Teaneck. Good morning, Alex. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. Quick question. Do you think Biden plays for the Nets? And if not, how the Eli is calling from Washingtonville, New York. I'm not even sure what that is about. I won't even acknowledge it. <laughs> I, I didn't even hear what he said. I just he started. And I was like, "Oh, this guy's a moron," and I just moved on. <laughs> anyway, uh, listen, man. My expectations, my expectations for the Yankees is not high at all. Uh, when it came to the problem area that the Yankees had wasn't pitching last year. It was hitting, and, and for, for some reason, we got worse <laughs> in the offseason. Well, isn't it the uh, same thing with the Yankees every year? It's going to be the problem is the hitting, in particular, the hitting in the postseason. Now, last year, a prime example, and I'm not trying to pick on Aaron Judge, but he is a prime example of a guy who did what he did in the regular season didn't do that same or didn't have that same level of performance in the postseason. And that's basically what the Yankees problem has been over the last five years, five, six years. Yeah, it's, it's, that's the definition of insanity, you know, and listen, and again, we're at the, at the same place again with Cashman over valuing his prospects. Like I'm dying to see how like this guy Volpe has a tremendous amount of pressure on him because so many people that the Yankees could have gotten just because of that kid. And Cashman wanted to like, hold on to him, not learning his lesson from Glaber Torres, Sanchez, and all these other guys that were blue chippers and never developed. Like, we, we, are we still waiting for this guy? What's that guy from first base that, that, that the Yankees had? That Greg Bird. Greg Bird. We're still waiting for Greg Bird, Sanchez, all these uh, these other guys to develop. Or what's other, other you know, that's a good that's a good point. The baby bombers were a disappointment because of Gary Sanchez never reaching his full potential. The same thing is happening with Glaber Torres never reaching his full potential. Greg Bird, you know, was injuries and whatever, and that's now a, a, a while ago, but still. Your point is well taken that, and the Yankees deserve a hit for this. They need to take a hit for this because those guys should have been better than what they were, and those guys underperforming or not living up to the the high expectations, that that is a prime reason why the Yankees have not gotten back to a World Series. Yeah, I know. Listen, man, I uh, so we get rid of Cashman, which I know that's never going to happen. No, we're going to have to start like hating our owners, like the Knicks hate uh, Dolan. The, so the, that's but the difference is, and you know this, and I get Eli that the expectations, you know, are going to be what they are for the Yankees. But the Yankees do have success every year, so we look at it saying, "Hey, yeah, that's nice. You won a division." Yeah, that's nice you made the playoffs, but the reality is you got to win a World Series. But if you step back and look at it, you say that, hey, we have the highest expectations, but it's not like this team hasn't had success because they have. Yeah, well, listen, we're the definition of adequate. That's it. That's being an adequate team. That's it. 
We're not no, a great team. better than that. I mean, you better. You did make it to the ALCS again last year. Listen, like I said, if, if we can't get past the Astro, what's the point? You know, like like this guy, you know, there's a saying, if you're not first, you're last. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right, so, especially for the Yankees. What would you have done differently? Because you look at the team, it is a lot of the same. I mean, I thought they needed to get Rodon. They're still working on trying to upgrade left field. Maybe that big trade is going to happen prior to the start of the season. You know, they didn't change anything up. It's still the same guys with Rizzo, LeMahieu, Torres, uh, Donaldson, you know, you, you look at, um, obviously, the outfield, Judge, Stanton. You know, the Bader will be back for a full season. But really, there's not much changed in that lineup. Why would we think the Yankees will be different next year? Now, again, still some, you know, a, a month or so to go before opening day. And obviously, Cashman can make trades in season, which is something he's familiar with. But I could understand why the Yankee fan would be upset with the team basically being the same going into next year. And they weren't good enough last year. Yeah, you know, and then just bad. We could have had Soto. Soto was on the table. Well, how were you going to get Soto? You couldn't have gotten Soto. No, they were talking about having, you know, sending a package deal with that kid Volpe. Right, but the Nationals, no, the report was that the Nationals didn't want what the Yankees had to offer. So the Yankees would have been involved in, or they were involved in trying to get Soto. Just like I'm sure they're going to be trying to get, go get Shohei Otani now, the Yankees were involved on Soto and would have given up any of those guys. At least this is to my understanding of what uh, I read or what was reported at the time. But the Nationals didn't like the Yankees' prospects as much as they did San Diego. Well, look, I think the, the only reason that they got they got um, scared away was because. Cashman said that Volpe was untouchable. That's what he, that's, that's exactly what he said. He said, "Listen, Volpe is untouchable." Yeah, I don't, I don't, but I don't think that that was the case. There was reporting on it, Eli, that said, and thank you for the call. Appreciate you checking in. That said, that the Yankees would have been willing to part with anybody in their system, but the Nationals didn't think it was a match. Now, I don't know about Volpe specifically, Dominguez, or maybe it was Dominguez that they didn't like uh, as much as the Yankees had rated or other teams. Either way, Soto was not realistic because of that. The Nationals didn't feel like the Yankees had enough in their farm system. I do not believe it was because the Yankees didn't want to give up what it would have taken to get Juan Soto. Look, the Yanks are still... And they they went out and got Rodon. They had to at least do that. Remember, there was a time when we thought they might be losing Aaron Judge. Luckily for them, Judge wanted to be here. And they were willing to do what it took to get him to remain here. But they didn't necessarily get better. They may be a little bit better in the rotation. And I do think that, assuming Rodon can stay healthy, their playoff rotation is significantly better. And we know the Yankees are going to get to the playoffs. They get there every year. Cole, Rodon, Cortez, Severino, that is a nasty one through four, assuming everybody's healthy. That's their best rotation that we've seen in quite some time going into the postseason. So you like that, where usually they're at a disadvantage, especially against the Astros, where it's Garrett Cole and you kind of, you know, not that Cortez isn't good, but not on that level. He's not a number two. 
I know he pitched great last year. He pitched like an ace a lot of last year. But you know what I mean. And we got to see him do it again this year. But to have Cortez slotted as a number three and a Severino slotted as a number four, that's a deep rotation. The question again remains the lineup. Can this Yankee team hit in the clutch? Judge, Stanton, Rizzo, LeMayu. So what are the kids going to bring? You know, know Donaldson, unfortunately, is going to be here. Is he actually going to be able to make contact this year? And he could be a difference-making bat if he has a big bounce-back year. I wouldn't hold my breath, but he could be a difference-making bat. Peter is calling from Long Island. What's up, Peter? Hey, Sal. How are you? Love your show. Thank you, Peter. How are you? How are you? I just want to talk about it. You're absolutely right. I'm an old-timer. I don't know the logistics about everything like you guys do, but what I'm trying to say, you're absolutely right. Rogers a bust. Uh, what I'm trying to say is loyalty in the NFL or any sport, it's all about the money. There's no nucleus on teams. Uh, First-round draft picks, everybody keeps telling me. First-round draft picks. Who cares? I'll give up Abu Dhabi if we can win now. <laughs> Teams come and go. Teams come and go. Players come and go. We're a win-now team. Now, that being said, do you agree with me, Sal, so well, far? Well, I, I agree to a certain extent. If they get Aaron Rodgers, right. they're a win-now team. I don't – I need to see more from the Jets' running game, right. offensive line, and defense. I think that right, right that- now – it's good. It's certainly better than what it's been, but I think it's being overrated to a certain extent. They need right. Rodgers, and and they need Rodgers, and they need the defense to take a step up, and, like I said, the other parts of that, the offensive line and the running game as well. Right. That's where I'm going to, exactly. I'm glad you, I'm glad you think. Now, if you're Aaron Rodgers, you come out of the darkness, and you're done with the <laughs> shrooms, whatever it is, and you're sitting there, and you go to Mr. Johnson and Mr. Salah, uh, listen, I have two, three years left. I don't want to get hurt too much. What are you doing about this offensive line? Uh, well, this and that. And that, I think, is the key. And I, I think you'll agree. You just answered my question. But that's what I was going to. Well, remember. Uh, are we, we going to strengthen that offensive line? Yes, to, I think that they will. Re- remember, Vera Tucker coming back healthy is right. going to be huge. I, I can't even, I hate even bring his name up, Makai Becton. Yeah, but yeah, but that's if I mean number one draft pick, yeah, I know. But if he could ever get healthy, he could be a difference maker. So I don't know what's going to happen, but it's a big if. You can't count on him. 80, 80 pounds less, maybe. Yeah, but I would trust. I know, but it's the same old story with him every year. Yeah, no, I, I, know. I, I, know. I do trust Joe Douglas to improve the offensive line, and I don't think. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I don't think You're that right. that's the. I mean, I just think it's it's a, a, an area that could be upgraded, similar to the defense. Defense is very good. It needs to be great, or it has the potential to be great, great with the right, right addition here or there. Right. So the the biggest right. thing, though, that they need to do, clearly, is go get Aaron Rodgers. Because anything short of that, they're not going to be in the Super Bowl conversation. They'll be in the playoff conversation. Conversation. Not the Super Bowl right. conversation. And also, you know, you know, Brees Hall comes back to 85 90%, and it's a big change right there. You know, I'd be awesome. worried about that, though, Peter, and thank you for the call. I'd be worried about that. Everybody keeps talking about Brees Hall, Brees Hall, Brees Hall, and I get why. An exciting player. Maybe the most exciting offensive player that we've seen in a Jet uniform in, I mean, geez, forever. But that's a significant injury that he suffered. 
And usually we've seen this with guys where, you know, the year back after an ACL is not that we saw with Saquon Barkley recently. They're not the same right away. So not only when is he going to be healthy to come back and play, when he does, how's he going to look? It may take another year. So I, I wouldn't be too reliant on the idea of Brees Hall yet. Now, the good news is you know, the Jets still have some options. They could run the football with some other guys, Carter, uh, you know, Bam. You know, they they got some guys. And who knows? This this draft is a deep draft. Not that I'm saying that they should waste the draft pick, especially if they trade a bunch for Rodgers. But you could find a running back. But the explosiveness of Hall, obviously, is what you what could be a game changer. You just hope that it's there. You hope he comes back healthy, and you hope that it's still there. It might not be this particular year, though. I just be careful about relying on that. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Santana into the windup. The payoff pitch on the way. Swung out and missed. Strike three. He's done it. Johan Santana has pitched a no-hitter. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Salakata back on the fan, 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Whatever it is you want to discuss on this Wednesday morning on the fan. Nick's back in action later on tonight in Atlanta. Their last game before the All-Star break. Rangers back in action after a few days off. They're on the West Coast taking on Vancouver. 10 p.m. start for the Rangers. So it'll be fun to see if they can keep their hot play uh, going. We mentioned the Islanders, uh, another tough loss. For them, and look, it's really now with the off season for football, and we wait to see what the numbers are going to be for the Giants and Daniel Jones, and if they're going to bring back Saquon Barkley or not. Which the more I think about it, would be a mistake if the Giants do because of the draft being so deep in running backs, because of not wanting to pay a running back. I get that Barkley's different, and he's a great face of the franchise, or one of the faces of the franchise, along with Daniel Jones, and a tremendous player. But to what extent? You know, you franchise tag him, okay. But then you're playing that game where you're going to maybe tick him off. Uh, I don't know. I just don't like building a team around, not around. I don't like building a team with paying a, a running back 
Uh, a lot of money. So that's going to be a, a tricky thing for them. But Aaron Rodgers and the Jets quarterback situation, maybe not even just Aaron Rodgers in general. Derek Carr, some people want him. You know, the the idea of Garoppolo, whatever it may be, the Jets quarterback situation going to be a main theme of the offseason. A.M. calling from Yonkers. A.M.? Hi, how are you, Sal? How's it going? How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Just, just you know, wanted to jump in on the Aaron Rodgers conversation. Getting Aaron Rodgers right now, isn't it like putting lipstick on a pig? He, he might get you a couple more wins, maybe make the playoffs, but are we really going to be contenders? Are we really going to win anything um, with the team that we have right now? Um, are we just repeating what we did with Brett Favre? Like, uh, no, forget Favre. No, forget Favre. It wasn't a couple years ago. It's a very long time ago now. I, it's a different. Right. It's a different situation. I get what you're saying. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. but, and by the way, the Jets weren't bad before Favre got hurt. As a reminder, that year he got hurt and everything went south. But right, right, right. But forget that comparison because I don't like it. I understand why you're doing it and why other people do. It just it's totally different right now. The Jets are a team. That clearly needs a quarterback. Does it mean that they're going to win a Super Bowl if they get Aaron Rodgers? No, but they're in the conversation. They need to improve. They have to be better coached. Their defense has to be more dominant. And their offense has to be more consistent or the offensive line and the running game. But Aaron Rodgers will help in almost all of those areas. So, yeah, I, I, I think that they can legitimately win in the AFC and contend to win a Super Bowl. I don't think it's like putting lipstick on a pig. I think that might be the case if you get one of the other quarterbacks, not Rodgers, though. Okay. All right. No, I, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. Cool. Thanks. Yeah, no, no problem. I appreciate the call. I mean, Rodgers is that much of a difference maker. What do you think, Marco? You think that we're – we've talked about this during the regular season. You think that we're – or people, I don't even want to say myself, because I'm not overrating the Jets. I don't think their defense was as good as people were saying. I don't think their their offensive line or running game is as good as it needed to be to win enough games last year. But I do think if you put Aaron Rodgers here, they could be a legitimate team in the AFC. No doubt. In the conversation. Yeah, I mean, all he does is put you... They're a playoff team, most likely, and it puts him in a spot where once you get into the playoffs, can you make noise? And yeah, they got enough playmakers. The only thing that... I need to see is they do have a lot of guys on the defensive side now. It's not just plug and play because this defense might look a little different because they got some cap issues. So we need to see what happens with like CJ Mosley. Do they restructure? Right. Do they have to make a cut? So it's not going to be the exact same team. If you tell me you put Aaron Rodgers on last year's team and you make them healthy, you got Brees Hall, you got Vera Tucker and all that. Yeah, I think they're a contender. I need to see the rest of what's about it, but to me, it's automatic. Put Rodgers there, and they're in the conversation. Maybe the better question is, because I, I do think that the Jets feel this way, and I do think that there is thought out there that, okay, let's say they don't get Rodgers. They get Garoppolo or Tannehill or Carr, whatever, that people think the defense will carry him and the run game will carry him. You know, Breach Hall, remember, coming off a significant injury. You don't know what he's going to be. Are they good enough defensively with one of the lesser quarterbacks? No. No, bottom line. And honestly, look, this may be a little bit unfair, but for the Jet fans that's old enough, you want to go the route of Neil Neil O'Donnell? Because that's what Jimmy Garoppolo or Ryan Tannehill is to me. A guy that... What year was that? uh, He took them to the Super Bowl in 95. He came to the Jets in 96. Right. So you're telling me... And again, a guy who that, when everything worked perfectly, he was a guy, oh, you can win with Neil O'Donnell, Right. Until you saw where you had a bowl they lost with Larry Brown was the MVP. Right, when he picked him off twice. Yeah, right. Right. So you're telling me that that guy can elevate you? Because that's what Jimmy Garoppolo is in my mind. 
Maybe Garoppolo might be a, a slight bit better than O'Donnell. Me, but it's the same concept. No, I know, I know, right? There, oh, Garoppolo is a nice quarterback. He's all right. He's not going to be a total disaster. Although he'll make two or three throws every game, where you're like, "The hell are you doing?" Right. But he's not a guy that's going to elevate you. And if you think he's just going to be there and he's going to be the babysitter and the rest of your team is ready-made, I don't buy it. Also, the Niners, I guess this plays to the point as well, the Niners were better or are a better team in every area. One through 53. Than the Jets. Every area. Mm -hmm. Coach, defense, offensive line, offensive scheme, running game, tight end. Yeah. Yeah. Every see that's what I, I love that comparison because I feel like the Jet fan thinks that their team is what the Niners are. They're not even close. They're a poor man's version of what the Niners are. Yeah, but a really busted down poor man. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just, and it's not a knock on the Jets. It's not like they're right. that far away. They're no. not a bad team. They're just they're an average. They're in the middle of the pack. They're not the 49ers. The rest of that roster is elite, which is why you see. Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, right. Jimmy Garoppolo, all of them succeed when they're put in spots because they're not bad quarterbacks, but none of them have taken them and elevated them. The rest of the roster is elevating the quarterback. The Jets are not at that spot, and I don't know if they're ever going to get there because that's really hard to do. That's why I think they're making a mistake if they go the Garoppolo-Tannehill route. Carr's a little bit of a different story because he's more... I just don't love his style of play. And I don't think he's very good myself. But he's not a game manager. They expect him to be more right. than that. Here's yeah. I'm sorry. No, I mean, no, no. But here's the, the compounding the problem with you, with Garoppolo and Tannehill. To me, it's... it's and, and now I cut you off and I lost my train of thought. But it's the idea that once you put those guys in there, not only do you feel like they're going to be average and kind of your roster carries them, right. but you also got to pay them $30, $40 million. Right. So you got to pay them as top-of-the-line guys, and then you're going to ask them to be middling average quarterbacks? With a team that's not as good as a Niner team. Which will have cap problems right. because you just gave $40 million to Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. So, again, to me, this, this is a swing for Aaron Rodgers. I feel like anything else, you're settling. And if you're the Jets, that's a dangerous place to be because when you settle for a quarterback, it's different when you drafted one and you go, you know what, we're going to hang on to this for another year or two and let's see if we can ride this out. When you pay top dollar, and let's be fair, Garoppolo, Carr, top dollar money, you expect to have a top-of-the-line quarterback and you're going to walk in and say, you know what, just be better than Zach Wilson and don't screw it up. And I'm going to give you $40 million. That's it's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, that's why you've heard me say this, or maybe you haven't because you've been busy doing the updates or whatever. But I've been saying for weeks that if it's not Rodgers, I would rather go for Matt Ryan. And just the idea of you're having a guy who's going to mentor Zach Wilson because the way out is to draft and develop the quarterback. And they already did that with Zach Wilson. Now, if you don't think that Zach Wilson's the guy, well, then guess what? They're going to have to draft and develop another one. I think it's that. I, I'm not going down the road of uh, anybody, whether it's Matt Ryan or anybody else, to try to mentor Zach Wilson. Right, I think that it's... road is shot. I think it's shot. The, the, the team quit on him. They don't like him. The, he didn't. He lost the locker room. That, to me, is it's not the, the talent. I think he lost the guys. Once you lose the guys, you don't get them back. Right, but if it's not, then if the answer is not Garoppolo or Carr or whatever else, and they can't get Rodgers, then what? I, I, I got to go into the draft. I got to mortgage it out. I got to figure it out. I got to move up. And if I can't move up to get the absolute guy that I want, then you know what? And I hate to say this. Then you bring back Mike White, 
and you push, you know, you kick the can down the road for one year. That's the way. If you can't get the quarterback you want in the, in the draft, which may not be the case this year, bring back Mike White on a one-year deal, kick the can one year down the road, and get your quarterback next year. I know that sucks, and I know for any fan you're going, but I want to make the playoffs now. I get it. But a five-year deal at $40 million per for Jimmy Garoppolo to go in the playoffs at 9-8 and eight or 10-7 and seven, and you wind up stuck for five years, I'm not doing that. You're, you're elongating the problem. That's, a, that's worse. Right. But the issue is, too, the timeline of the GM, the timeline of the head coach is now going to be year three, and they got to win now. If they don't win, then it's going to be a reboot completely. Here's the thing, though. If you're Woody Johnson and you're Joe Douglas, is it the best thing for the organization or is it the best thing for your job? And you, unfortunately, have to be able to separate the two. And I know that's really hard to say, yeah, but I'm going to be out of a job. I get it. But can you, in good faith, tell me that Jimmy Garoppolo is the right answer long-term for that? I I don't believe you. I think they believe that their team is better than what it is. Or at least they're hoping that, especially Salah comes from the Well, you know what? Then you're hoping for it. Yeah. Well, great. And you know what? If you're every Jet fan right now, so you're basically basing your entire organizational plan and the future health of your team on I hope this guy can save my job. Uh, I don't think it's exactly like that. I do. But they're, this is a year where, I mean, they're going to have to win. It's going to be, the, the the owner could come out and say, well, there's no edict or there's no, uh, what do they call it? Or no yeah, and ultimatum mandate, and all that. Yeah, the mandate, mandate to make yeah. The, the, the postseason. But they're going to have to make the postseason. So and they know that they have to they have to win. Salah's, forget it. I mean. I, I get all that. Again, I, I just, I can't spend $40 million on a guy that, from the from day one, not only is Jimmy Garoppolo not a guy that you say, well, he's going to be the one that elevates me. That's bad enough. On top of it, he can never stay healthy. And I'm going to give you $40 million, and I'm going to wind up still playing Zach Wilson yeah, nine really games a year? I can't do it. Yeah, uh, it's, the, the quarterback's getting this ridiculous money. Same thing with Daniel Jones, to be honest. You, know, you shouldn't be getting forty million bucks. I agree. Million bucks I agree, but and then that's why, like, and you gotta go, go Tannehill. Like, yeah. Are we serious? I mean, how does his name even come up? That's where you're just. Like, it comes up because they have another quarterback. I don't know if Malik Willis is ready. I don't know if they love him or not. But I think Tennessee's also realized we need to get out from under from this. Like, of how course. many times have we done this? Right, but why would the Jets even go there? Uh, I don't know. I don't care if it's a fullback option or not. Well, again, there's in that they're in that thought process. As long as you don't screw it up, and that's what Tannehill's built his entire career on. I won't screw it up. And the rest of the team carry it. You like uh, Tannehill? Not that you like him, please, but give me no, your thoughts. No, I, I absolutely hate the idea of Tannehill. I'm much higher on Derek Carr than everybody else, yeah. but Tannehill, and I don't want Garoppolo either. The problem is, and Marco, you might be right in theory. The reality is, one, Douglas, if he doesn't make the playoffs, job is in jeopardy. Sala, if he doesn't make the playoffs, almost definitely getting fired. Right. And for an organization that hasn't been to the playoffs in 12 years, I think if you asked Woody Johnson right now, hey, this quarterback, you have no chance of winning a Super Bowl. You could build up the roster to the best of your ability. Even then, you're probably still going to come a little short with Garoppolo like the Niners did, but you're going to be in the playoffs the next three years. Are you taking it? And because of where the Jets have been as a franchise, they're going to take that right now. Right, so he thinks that Tannehill could be a playoff quarterback for him. Oh, my God. And it's not the thing fans ultimately want to hear. It's not what I like. I want to pursue a championship. But where the organization is and has been for so long – that's what they would happily settle for. It'd be different if you build toward that with a young quarterback and do you know, progress the right way, but to go and you cap out, yeah, yeah, like all right, it happens. You know, he's like maybe we see that with the Giants. Hey, right. you know what? They're just a playoff team with Daniel Jones. That's it. Agreed. But with with knowing that Ryan Tannehill, he, he's you've already seen the ceiling on him. 
Like, we know what the ceiling is. That's my problem with him. We know what the ceiling is with Garoppolo mm-hmm. and Tannehill. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Carr, I think, could still be TBD. I would bet, I would bet that he's not going to be good, but to Fleek's point, maybe he could be good. Like, the ceiling is still unknown, I think, to a certain extent with Carr. The other two we know. That's my problem with it. I, look, if I... if. To me, it's all Rodgers. If the only one that I can listen to, and I don't think he'd work here in New York, is Carr, but at least I'm listening. Because you could sell me on Carr's good enough to win the whole thing. I, you could sell me on that. Right. I, I could believe you. I don't believe it with the other quarterbacks. I think they're a stopgap. And I understand with Fleeks, you're right. And we deal in the reality of, well, if you know, get into the playoffs, that'll be enough for this organization and franchise because it's been so downtrodden for so long. But I hate to say it. That's the reason you're downtrodden and you've been down for so long is because you settle for things that are not the ultimate goal. Sal, you're right. It's different when you draft it and you plateau with your guys and it's, hey, it didn't work. We gave it a run and it just didn't work out. You're walking in going, our ceiling is the divisional playoffs. Let's go. You fleeks have uh, you like Carr? You have any words? Because I think Marco brought up an interesting point about him not working here. No, people, not at all. May, maybe really? he's struggled in cold weather working here. Listen, anybody that's ever come across Derek Carr, they swear by him as a leader. They love him. The player, his teammates love playing for him. Guys who have coached him love coaching him. He's put up great numbers. He's brought bad teams to the playoffs. He stabilized that situation. Him and Rich Bisaccia last year in Oakland, they have one guy who's literally killing a guy on the team. John Gruden gets fired, that whole scandal. Arnett and the gun and the Instagram post, they held it all together. They went to the playoffs. I have no concerns about Derek Carr as a leader. This is all media stuff. But from anybody who's actually ever dealt with the guy, nobody has a negative thing to say about him, and it's all glowingly positive. See, I think he's sensitive. And that but doesn't what, but, work here. And I've heard that like, too. But what, but what are we Rogers. basing that on? Well, I just—I mean, I watch him in the post game. His any criticism? See, Rogers, but Rogers too, to an extent. And I agree with you. Rogers would work here. Right. Rogers now just ignores those people. So he's still—he right. doesn't answer their questions. He doesn't give them a solid back and forth. He just—if Aaron Rodgers doesn't like you, and he's been in the league for a lot longer, he can do this, and he's won, he can do this. If you ask Aaron Rodgers a question, he doesn't like it. He just ignores you and says next question, which I like better than. But Carl if we're honest, if sensitive. you do either one of those things here. We're not we're not fans of either one. The New York media is going to try to take you down if you do either one. The media in New York will attack Aaron Rodgers. Well, they, I well, don't yeah. think he cares, yeah. but they're going to try to attack him. Right, but if he doesn't care, it's a little bit different than Carr, who may be sensitive to it. But it never affected his play. He might be annoyed and shown in the press conference, and it never affected him in the locker room. We could say, well, Zach Wilson was never faced with reporters. Yeah, but 52 guys in the locker room <laughs> wanted to throw the guy into the Hudson. Right. So in the end, yeah, he might have that interaction with the media. That means nothing to me. All I know is every guy that has suited up for this guy loved him as their quarterback. And it one, that matters to me anyway. Two, especially after what the Jets just went through, that is the most important thing after the quarterback's talent. Yeah, but here's the other thing. The, the idea that teammates love a guy, they love Mike White, too. No, no. Not, to me, that's not different. The same, it's not they the love same Mike thing. White because he's just not Zach Wilson. No, they yes. love Mike White. I think they like him because he's a good guy, but they love him because he's not Zach Wilson. I, I that's just, the problem. I, you could love you could love Derek Carr. Or the teammates could love Derek Carr. He, well, the results to but me. He's, but there. he's put up good numbers. The, again, the Raiders numbers, defense. Yes, but the Raiders defense when he was there never ranked better than twentieth, and he brought multiple teams with those stats. One, they have multiple years with the worst defense in the league, giving up more points than anybody. He brought him to the playoffs. Didn't do a ton. Didn't do it a ton. But Derek Carr is Matthew Stafford. 
right yeah, guy in the wrong Cousins. organization for a long, long time. I think he's Kirk Cousins. And by the way, I don't even think Matthew Stafford's that good. But he, but he won. Yeah. Well, I mean, he won. And I, I must say, he he's not lucky. at the he's not at that upper level. But he won. Stafford, you're saying? Yeah. yeah like but, again, we can't not say he can't do no, it, I but can. he did it. I can. Like I don't think you could tell me. Well, Matthew, Matt Ryan didn't win a Super Bowl. I don't tell you. Every which way, Matt Ryan is better. Oh, I agree with you that Ryan's better. Joe Flacco. But to say you can't win with the guy, I can't say that when Stafford did just like. Right, because he did win. Even if we thought it beforehand, like it did just, it happened. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, whatever. I mean, it's uh, it's going to be a conversation that's going to be ongoing here for a while, obviously, with uh, different quarterbacks that are possibilities for the Jets. It is, though, there are many ways to look at it. Is the team good enough? With a quarterback who could be a game manager? What do we think of Derek Carr overall? Is Aaron Rodgers going to be willing to come here? Fascinating stuff. For me, it's Aaron Rodgers or Bust. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.